This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Michelle McAdoo, filling in for Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker. And we're here to steer you in the right direction. Now, you put gas in your tank, but what about all of those other bottles they want to sell you to pour into your tank? What do they do? Are they worth it? Well, we'll get Allison's opinion. Plus, if you have any questions about your car, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 1-877- 877-672-7464. You can also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Michelle McAdoo, in for Liz Gill this morning with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. Good morning, Allison. Hey, Michelle. Hey, I'm glad to be on this side of the glass with you again. Yes. I like it. How are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. That's How about good. you? I'm doing great. That's good. Well, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We're talking about all those potions and magic potions. potions. Yeah. I like that word. All those <laughs> different potions the companies want to sell us to promise to make our car work better, stronger, and faster. Um, do they really work? Are they worth it? Should we spend our money on it? We're going to talk about those things. Plus, of course, we're taking your auto repair questions. So, of course, if you have any calls or questions or comments for Allison, your car's making a funny noise or you don't know what this is, you know how it goes. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can always email the show at auto at mpbonline.org. Well, before we get started talking about additives and things like that, um, Allison, tell us about what's going on with you, about any events or any past events you were um, at. Well, I'll tell you something that happened in the automotive world recently that kind of shook everyone. Um, We had a girl named Jessie Combs who had set a land speed record recently for the fastest woman on land, and she was going for another record. I think she had broke 498 miles per hour, which is insanity. And she was going for a high record, and she died in the crash. Was she trying from Mississippi? To set a, no, no. Mm. She's she was just recognized internationally mm. in the automotive world for mm. women. She was a welder, a fabricator, a mechanic. She did. She had her own welding clothesline for women. She did all the stuff for women in automotive. Mm. She was on the different shows. She'd host stuff. She'd made stuff. She built stuff. She was awesome. She mm. was awesome, and she was a real sweetheart too. So I, I was a big fan of hers, and uh, definitely looked up to her and was inspired by her. And she passed away trying to to make a another record on a wow. land speed record um, a couple and how days old ago. was she around she was young maybe th- in her 30s wow 
And so well, that was sad. It's a risk. It's extremely risky. Um, pretty much all speed events are. And that's why when I like, I want to go to track my car and go faster in some of these other races, autocross is really low speed. So it's virtually completely safe. But anything other than that, and it's dangerous, drag racing, anything like that, tracking your car and these serious racing, which I, I aspire to do, but I realize the danger. Very it good. Is we want to keep you around, Allison. We want to see your beautiful <laughs> face every Thursday here. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate that she did yeah. lose her life, but she was doing it or something she, she loved. Doing, yeah, mm-hmm. she, was. That's, she was. Okay. Well, we'll keep her in our prayers. All right. Speaking of praying, when you go to the auto store and your car's doing this or doing that, or you yeah. want to get the best uh, mileage or the best performance out of your car, These additives, quote unquote, let's talk about first, what are fuel system cleaners? Fuel fuel system cleaners, they clean out your injectors and your fuel system. If you think about a fluid constantly shooting through a little bitty injector, um, it gunks up. It just gunks up. So eventually it will start shooting a weird spray pattern or, or, uh, or not shooting at all. And so the fuel system cleaners, they do help clean your car, but you have to use them regularly. If you just use them one time, it's not going to clean it up. If you already have an injector problem, it's not going to fix it. I have customers ask me that pretty regularly. They'll have an injector that's acting up, and they've got either a code for it or or something, and it's not doing its job. They'll be like, can I use the, the fuel injector cleaner? Will that fix it? At that point, it's too far gone. It needs to be professionally cleaned, mm. um, and you can do that. A lot of shops do that, not all of them. They, have, they put it on a machine and run a cleanser through your fuel injection system, and it's more powerful than just putting it in your tank. Um, and I do recommend those regularly if you if you can and do that because it does keep your system running really good and keep everything clean because it, it gunks up. I have a question about fuel injectors. Do most cars have fuel injectors now? Yeah. They used to, spark plugs aren't, they're used to yeah. be the same. They the Newer cars don't have no. the spark plugs. No, they, they've all had. You're looking at me crazy like <laughs> you want to laugh. I think what you're talking about is carbureted cars, which it just dripped into the carburetor. Oh. And, and then it had the spark plugs. That may be. So, no, cars haven't always had injectors. But when mm-hmm. they went to uh, electronic fuel injection, then they each had an injector, each cylinder, or they had the port injectors. Um, so it it did it didn't always have injector and injectors like that. Now all of them pretty much do. I mean, there's there's throttle body injection on some sort of carbureted mm-hmm. cars, and those are few and far between. It's mostly all injectors. So yes, everyone pretty much has an injector and can benefit from using a cleaner, but you do have to use it regularly, and it compounds on itself. The more you use it, the better it works. When you say regularly, what's uh, regularly? Um, that's a good question. I think just within, like, reason, because it, I think it costs probably, it's about $10 uh, a treatment, mm-hmm. and you can do it as often as you want, but how often do you want to spend $10 to put, put fuel injector treatment in? Basically, once a month or every six months, something like once that. Once a month or every... Yeah, about, like, just every as often months, as you can, really. Every three months or something like that if you're on the yeah. regimen. Yeah, okay. basically what's within your budget to do, and just think of it as the more you do it, the better it's going to be. 
Now, some fuel, like Tecron at Chevron, has a fuel cleaner in it that's more intense than just regular fuel, Mm -hmm. and it costs more for the fuel. And everyone knows that Chevron costs more because of that Tecron, and it does help keep your your injectors cleaner and everything. It does does do a good service on that. Well, before we get to our caller, I um, have a foreign car, so when I looked at my um, book, handbook, we talk about reading your handbooks. Yep. It says, do not, in bold letters, read, add any thing to this car, meaning injector cleaner, any cleaners, anything. Should I stay uh, true to that and take it to the um, um, dealer and let them clean my injectors if I need them clean or the maintenance check we were talking about? Or should I add that to my fuel? I would do what it says, which is not add anything to it. Um, oh. and it's, it's probably not going to hurt it if you've done it, but I haven't done it. I okay, just was good. wondering. I always I? follow your handbook, whatever it says. Now you're, you drive a Mercedes and you let people know that, that Michelle drives a Mercedes. So they have a higher set of standards for their car and they are a luxury car. So they do have a little bit more, a different way of doing things and they do need it to be specific for that car. It's a higher performance car than just your average daily driver. So they, they are more particular about what they want or will allow in their car on, on those. And that's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't go to the autos, the auto auto stores and pick up a bottle and pour it in my um, fuel tank. Yeah. Okay. I should have thought about that before. (laughs) Mercedes. Well, that's something for people to think about when they buy a higher end car, they have, it, it costs more to work on them. It costs more to maintain them. And then they're not, they, they got different things like using premium fuel, fuel. A lot of them use premium fuel because their engines are more uh, higher performance and, and just the way that they're set up. So they'll knock easier. So they need that higher premium fuel. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take our first call for the, from the, for the day. And we have Kay from uh, Long Beach. I, there we go. Kay from Long Beach. Good morning, Kay. Thank you. I hope I can keep my phone speaker on. I've turned the radio down, but I can't hear on the phone without my speaker on. Is that okay? I think so, because I have to do that with my phone, too. I can't hear anything on it. Okay, so it does seem to to be working for me. Um, I have a 2011 Kia Soul. Um, I've had it since I bought it new, so I've had it for eight and three-quarter years, something like that. And I've got a question about the maintenance. The last time I took it in, I've had a timing belt replaced. I have new tires. I've barely had to do anything else except the engine and oil. So I went in. And they did a um, something's a coolant, not a coolant service, an air conditioner service, and and uh, um, you know change some freon and things. Well, then they wanted to do uh, several hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars worth of services, and so they broke it down for me. And I and I have looked online, and they are uh, recommending transmission service, coolant service, and fuel injector service. But on my maintenance schedule in the manual. The only thing it talks about is coolant service at 120 months, so I'm, I'm even away from that. Um, and I just wondered if you recommended uh, what you know the dealer is saying I, I should need, the transmission and fuel injector, when there's no mention of it in the normal maintenance schedule. The reason you don't see it in the normal maintenance schedule is because a lot of cars have stopped reporting all the maintenance that, that a car actually needs, or they'll say just check it. 
it'll say just yeah, check it. Um, Toyota has that. They don't have a recommended transmission fluid change. But when you read further into it, they have in small print, if you pull or if you drive over dirt to change it at 60,000, uh, yours may have something like that, that's, that says it in it. It's basically their way of reporting a lower maintenance cost for their car so they can sell more. To me, I think it's shady uh, that they do that, and I, I don't like that. If mm-hmm. you think about it, any fluid on your car, it needs to be changed at some point. There's no way it lasts 500,000 miles. It needs mm-hmm. it needs to be changed. The question is, when do you change it? Well, typically, transmission fluid needs to be changed every 50,000, give or take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can okay. do it sooner than that if you're pulling or if you drive over dusty roads. It'll get dirtier quicker. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and then you're pulling. It's going through a heat cycle more, so you need to change it. But just, just a general idea is every 50,000 miles. I like the okay. first drain and fill or change to be done at 30,000 and then 50,000 every time after. That's okay. my my preference on it. And then coolant okay. needs to be refreshed at a certain time. Some coolant lasts 100,000 miles. Some of it lasts 150,000 miles. Um, mm-hmm. So you can base it on that. As far as fuel injection cleaner, we're, that's what we're talking okay. about on the show today. And it does benefit your car to do that. There's not a maintenance. Okay. There, There's a few things that they leave off of of maintenance that when I do maintenance on a car that that you don't see it in the owner's manual uh, PCV valve right. is one of them I've um, greasing the locks on the doors because they'll they'll get gunked up and won't work right and I think a lot of people have had problems with that sort of thing on their car and all it takes is some lithium grease to clean it up which used to be mentioned in maintenance but it isn't anymore and uh, and I still do it for all your locks and your and your hatchet latches and everything, so there's some things that they don't list on there, and it's literally just to show a lower maintenance cost. So you, it's like you kind of have to have uh, someone who who knows what maintenance it needs. That's actually what I specialize is in is maintenance, and it's not direct and it's not easy to figure out the maintenance schedule. Usually, the only thing I pick up the owner's maintenance schedule for is to see when spark plugs are due. The rest of it, I know when it's due based on mileage or how long it's been since it's been changed. Like brake fluid is based on years, how many years it's been, and then coolant transmission fluid. All the other fluids are by uh, mileage. And as far as changing the Freon in the AC system, if people who know that they've had AC problems like where something got clogged up or um, or something like that, the, those clogs can be prevented by doing an AC system clean and refresh. So I do believe in the AC system clean and refresh. I wish it was more widespread that people do it because we wouldn't have so many problems with AC systems like we do. It's kind of an onslaught of them at the beginning of the year with questions about AC problems that, that I get every year when it starts getting hot. And it's in there. AC systems are a little bit complicated to work on. So so it's nice to do preventative preventative maintenance for those, that system, too. Yeah. Well, well the, thank you, because, I mean, on the schedule, it has a whole list of things, and most of them are inspect, 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 right? Right. And so it did, didn't. It has the coolant service, but it didn't say anything that I can see about transmission or fuel injector. So, so you're being very helpful to me. I, I should go ahead with with both of those. Right, right. And good on you for doing that. A lot of people don't do their maintenance. That's awesome. 
Well, thank you, Kay from Long Beach. Now, if you have a question just like Kay, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Today, we're talking about fuel tank additives. If you want to have, a, you have a question or comment about some additive you've added to your car that you suggest no one does, or you've had some great experiences with adding things to your car, give us a call this morning. We're taking your personal car questions as well. Again, the number to call is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. We'll be right back. This is Autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Michelle McAdoo filling in for Liz Gill today. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, find our podcast and you can listen any time. All right. Well, today we've been talking about products for sale that can be added to your gas tank. Are they good or are they a waste of time and money? Hmm. Now, if you have a question or comment about fuel additives or you have a car repair question, please give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 We're going to go back to the phone lines and welcome John from Benton to the show. Good morning, John. Thanks for calling. Good morning. I love your show. Thank you. Hey, listen, uh, I guess you have a link, Allison. I need to bring my 2014 Nissan Frontier in for routine maintenance. Oh, fantastic. Um, The best way to get a hold of me is, do you do Facebook, John? Oh, yeah. Okay, I've got a page on Facebook, and this is for everyone listening. It's called The Lady Auto Mechanic. I'm really easy to find on Facebook, and you can message me directly there, or you can send an email to auto at mpbonline.org, and they'll forward that to me. But I prefer, if you're going to contact me directly for work, then to to contact me through my Facebook page is the best way to get a hold of me. And uh, and that is what I specialize in is maintenance, which um, I do want to kind of announce that on the show because people think I do just anything and everything with cars. I'm, I'm a specialist just like most mechanics are a specialist in some area or sort, and I specialize in maintenance and inspections and driving lessons and some of these things that are kind of uh, that, that other mechanics do not do, and they don't do at shops. So. Okay, well, I, I have two questions. Uh, this is the first I've heard of this fuel injector additive business, and I think I'm going to wait until I contact you and maybe you can do the cleaning yourself, you know, yourself in the shop. Uh, because uh, my philosophy is that I ain't broke, don't fix it. I got a hundred and uh, almost 140,000 maintenance-free miles. Uh, this is my second Nissan Frontier. Uh, well, that'd make a total of about 450,000 miles with no problems. So, uh Anyway, that's awesome. And I, I love, I love my truck. I wish the mileage was better, but hey, 
I gotta have a truck. I That's the only food. complaint I've ever heard about those trucks is the gas mileage. But I've yeah, I've owned a couple of Nissan trucks and they were fantastic. And that was my only complaint, too. 21 at the most. But here's my question, and you can laugh if you like. I I have automatic windows. And my driver's side window uh, catches all the time. It's very aggravating. It's like I got to put my tongue in the left cheek and then push it in the middle of the water. (laughs) You know, it's like ridiculous. Uh, Is that a lithium issue, lithium grease issue, or what? It may be. It may be. Um, uh, needs just a little cleaning on it. Who's laughing? You got someone in the car with you laughing? <laughs> um, but uh, it may be just out of alignment a little bit. I'd have to get in the door and look at it and see if it's tracking right. Maybe it slid out of its track a little bit, uh, and it's maybe kinking up. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably a little off track, too. I'm a high school physics teacher on my way to work right now, so... Yeah. It's just physics. It's just physics. It's the, physics. Yeah, it's the, the physics of it is messed up. and uh, You shouldn't have to do uh, any kind of uh, supernatural stuff to get your window to roll up. But I agree. You know, no, it, uh, we, will, we can look at that. Uh, perfect. And, uh, yeah, thanks a bunch. Uh, I like people that can make sense and talk a good language. I used to speak. I used to uh, teach English as well, so... Thanks for being clear. I would thank you. <laughs> I try really hard. <laughs> Thanks, John, for calling the show, and hopefully you get to work safely. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on to our next caller. Marsha is calling in from Jackson. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning. I got a question for you. You mentioned um, a few minutes ago, you mentioned Freon in cars. Well, my under, or at least my air conditioner guy is telling me that Freon's going away next year. And, of course, I'm going to have to buy a whole new air conditioning system, and that has nothing to do with my car, except the question is, is when Freon goes away, if our cars use Freon, what are we going to do? I'm not sure what he's talking about, but if it... uh, They are looking to do a different Freon for it's better for the environment. Right. And... um, I mean, it changes a little bit. If they do, that's it's not going to be a big deal. But I don't think it's going to be mandated to be changed on all the old cars. It never was before when they went from R134 to or R12 to 134. They didn't make all the old cars change it. They just yeah. made systems where you could change the old cars to the new formula. Okay. So, okay, so I don't know what he's talking about with that exactly. <laughs> He's trying to sell me a $3,000 air conditioning system. Girl, to do. something <laughs> doesn't sound right there. Well, if that's the case, I don't know, but I don't know quite about that. <laughs> okay, well, I'll do some more research about that. But Might want to find a different AC mechanic. Um, for, exactly. For everyone out there that has an AC system and uses yours and you've had problems with it, AC systems to me are a specialty area. So find a shop that's very comfortable with working on AC systems. Some of them say it on the outside of their building. They'll say AC, alignment, brakes, um, whatever. They do a combination thing. Some of them you have to call and ask. Some of the smaller independent shops are, are really good at it. I wouldn't say everyone is, though. Um, the big chain yeah. ones like Firestone and Goodyear, those guys, they have mechanics who have, like, your basic beginner abilities. I don't think a beginner needs to be working on an AC system. It takes time to learn those systems. 
and to be able to fix them correctly. And you have to know how to use the machine really well. So I like a more experienced mechanic on that. It's hard. AC systems are complicated. They're they're just weird. And and people know out there they've had their ACs fixed, and the next thing they know, it's still blowing hot. And uh, mm-hmm. so it it takes a a good mechanic to get that right. I'm not real sure what your mechanic where, where he's going with that. Well, again, that was for the house, not for the car. So I was just oh, curious. that's for your house. That's for my house, not for the car. Oh, girl, I don't know anything about <laughs> AC systems on a house. Well, that still ask. sounds like they wouldn't be changing out all that. It would just be where it could retrofit the new stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I mean, air conditioning is important in this part of the country. Right. Yes, it is. is. Well, thank you, Marsha. Thanks for calling in. And if you have a question you would like to ask, please, uh, Allison is here ready to answer your car repair questions. And today we're talking about fuel injectors, injecting cleaners. We're talking about fuel system cleaners, uh, fuel stabilizers, cooling system additives. We're talking about anything that you can add to your car. Is it worth it? Should you buy it? And if you do, how often should you buy it? Uh, you can be a part of today's show by calling one eight seven seven mp PB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Now we're going to go back to the phone lines and welcome Tim from Wiggins to the show. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. I've got a Ford five point four, I believe is what it is, van. Uh, Need the spark plugs changed. I'd like to know if there's a particular brand that would do better than another. Uh, trying to improve my mileage, I'm getting. 12 miles to a gallon, baby. Um, you would just use whatever's recommended to it. When you go to an auto parts store, it's going to say OEM or OEM equivalent. Those are probably the uh, maybe AC Delco or Delphi spark plugs. I'm not sure what Ford goes with. Um, so that's that. You just want to go with what would be considered the original equipment. Uh, spark plugs for your vehicle and they'll right, know, they'll know that at the uh, auto parts store and that's for everyone they'll know what what is the ones for your car you don't want to change it unless you know what you're doing don't don't motorcraft motorcraft is the one for ford i had to look it up because i don't i don't particularly work on ford a whole whole bunch um but yeah, that's I end up doing a lot of Japanese cars, which I'm I'm really happy about because that's my favorite to work on. So I don't know as much about the the big Ford right. V8s and American V8s. I don't know as much about. But yeah, so so, so let me let me real quick uh, changing coils is that something that would be recommended on any vehicle? Never, never change a coil unless you need it. And I would tell people this: this is real important. Change your spark plugs on time because when they get worn out, your coal has to work a lot harder to make that spark happen, and that's when you start having coals wear out. That's what causes it, which is a very expensive part. So next to having to replace the spark plugs, you have to replace a coal too, and they are average probably about $90, and some of them are hard to get to. So to prevent having to change the coals, do your spark plugs on time. But only change coals as needed. Don't just go in and replace them. I've heard people doing that, and it's absolutely wasteful, completely wasteful. You don't need to do that. Just change your spark plugs and keep your spark plugs up to date on their maintenance. Okay, thank you. 
You're very welcome. All right, Tim from Wiggins, thank you for calling in. And again, today we're talking about fuel additives and taking your car repair questions. And now after the break, we're going to talk about what is an unreliable car not to buy. Now, the number... To be a part of the show is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Now, when we get back, we'll continue talking about fuel additives and taking your repair questions. Now, here's a cartoon for your drive. She's washed and polished and full of high up time. Riding with the top down, cruising in the fast lane. Red hair's blowing, bright as a flame. Cadillac Red's her name. Cadillac Red. Singing as she passes by. Cadillac Red. See that hillbilly fly. Catch her if you can. She's been out running in May. Cadillac Red. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Good morning and thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host for today, Michelle McAdoo, along with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. Now, I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. It's the MPB Public Media app. Now, today we're talking about additives. Are they good for your car? Should you buy them? How often should you put them in? And um, what type of additives are good for cars? Plus, we're taking your auto repair questions. We've had some great questions so far about um, coolants and additives and spark plugs and things like that. So if you have a question for Allison, please give us a call. Again, the number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We're going to go back to the phone lines and speak with Ken from Jackson good, this morning. Good morning, Ken. Top of the morning to you. How are you doing? Really Wonderful. good. I have a Jeep Grand Charity, and for the past month, it, the, it was squeaking. So I thought it was a brake pad. I had all the brake pads changed. Was it, it just good. squeaking when you pushed the brakes? No, just when I'm driving. But if I touch the brake pedal, just even slightly, the, the squeaking would go away. Okay, okay. But it'll come back again. I, I, I threw open the hood. And had one of my friends kind of gun the engine a little bit. And, I, and the squeaking is coming from around this object, straight in line with the steering wheel on the on the firewall. Hmm. Okay. Is your drive belts over there? Well, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be like that. I, I have no idea what that would be. My drive belt is all the way front. This yeah, it's on that. the other. Yeah. I don't know what that could be. If you have, you could have a bearing. No, I don't. I don't. Usually they make kind of a grinding noise, but they can they can be a little bit squealy in your transmission. That's making a noise. No, it's um, not coming from there. It's, it's coming from this one little box that looks like, uh, as I say, it's, it's round. Maybe. Uh, is your vacuum booster for your brakes? That's what it is. Oh, okay. I I don't know, and I uh, 
I'm about to take it to a mechanic, but I wanted to see if I can make some sense out of how I'm talking or what the problem is. But I can be driving. It'll, it'll, the noise will come up. As soon as I just barely touch the brake pedal, it goes away. Well, do you have any problems with your brake feel? Are your brakes working fine? Is it is it harder to push your brakes or? No. Okay, everything else is fine. Maybe maybe you have a slight vacuum leak or something, or something in that brake booster is making noise. But I've never heard of that, like a squealing coming from your your vacuum booster. But um, so yeah, I'm not sure without checking that out myself and looking at it. In, in but uh, I don't think yours is off a hydraulic fluid like some systems are. Not many are like that. But your brake system works off a vacuum. I'm assuming from the engine, as most uh, do. Okay. And and maybe it's whistling or something through there, like it's just the check valve or something just gotten kinked up or something in there and it's maybe it's just making a maybe it's more like a whistling noise than perhaps a squill and sometimes instead of the squill i get a snake hit coming from it okay I just again i just touch the, the brake pedal and it goes away something in your vacuum booster your that's your brake booster that round black thing for everyone knowing that's on your firewall it's near your brake pedal but inside the engine compartment and it assists your brakes. It just makes it where you can push them. That's what makes them easy to push your brakes. Without that, it would be really hard to push your brakes and make that system work. So that's just a brake booster. So something in your brake booster is acting up. So you need to, I guess, get that checked out. I've never heard of them doing that. But maybe it's got a little hole in the seam or something like that. And so you might want to get that checked out. Oh, okay. I thank you very much for your help. You're very welcome. Thank you, Ken. Um, Allison, believe it or not, that's what's going on with my car. He touched on the point. It sounds like a little hissing a noise. Hiss, yeah. And when I put on the brakes, it's almost like air seeping. Yeah. And when I touch on the brakes, I don't hear it anymore. And when I'm, I, I do hear it. And I know I shouldn't ignore that. I've been ignoring it for a while. Yeah. But like you said, it's something with the brake, a brake booster. I wrote that down. So I, right. I need to actually probably yeah. bring you my car and let you check that yeah, out. Cause... I can check that. I've never heard of that problem before. But um, so it's saying it, it, it went out. It would just make your brake pedal hard. You could still push it. So okay. it's not particularly a safety issue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to kind of to ease your mind on that. Something is making it whistle. And you think about it, it's pushing and pulling air and that's that's what pulls your pedal and makes your pedal easy to push. Mm-hmm. So something in there, it's moving air funny. Something's not getting around the check valve. But or, this show makes me, every week, I understand how important keeping the maintenance on your, like preventive yeah. measures on your car. So yeah. the problem won't get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Speaking of that, we have Barry from Biloxi on the line with a good question about his car. Good morning, Barry. Good morning. How are you all today? Doing Pretty great. Good. good um this has to do with gas mileage and so forth, um, and not not a, not a fuel additive, but a, but a um, air filter. Uh, I had an old timer tell me that uh, K and N fabric air filters would increase the gas mileage considerably. I have a uh, 5.7 Hemi in my Dodge Ram, um, mm-hmm. and of course, gas mileage is not one thing it's known for, but. Um, I tried this filter for a short period of time. To, to me, it increased the horsepower, but by no means did it 
do anything for the gas mileage. Have have you heard one or the other of either one of these? You probably uh, would have had to do the exhaust to and maybe an engine tune to get that full gas mileage effect. The the thing is, it's a higher flow air filter, so it doesn't trap as much dust. So more dust gets in your engine, more particles. So it's really it's more for race applications where people are going to be rebuilding their engine more often. For a daily driver, and you're trying to use it to get more gas mileage, it's not worth it to fool gotcha. with the K&N air filter. Yeah, that's more for performance applications. Right. Um, to get your car to get better gas mileage, like to truly try to do that. First of all, I don't know why you're trying to do that in a Hemi. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, well, you know, what the heck? <laughs> and just try. Um, you can get a, a, a car tuner, a, an ECU tune, and you can put it in. They'll, it should have a setting, or, or some of them do have setting f- to save more gas mileage. And it's going to, of course, lessen the performance of your car. So that's, But those can be expensive, so it may not really be worth it to do that. So um, bar doing that. that yeah, I, that's what I would do. It is what it is. Get a get a little four-cylinder Corolla in the meantime to, to put <laughs> around in. <laughs> and take the Hemi to the drag strip. There you go. <laughs> thank you, Barry, thank for you. calling in. It. Yeah, thank You're you welcome. so much. All right, we're going to keep this uh, line of communication rolling with Mark from Jackson. <laughs> Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, Allison. Hey. I, I have a high-mileage 03 Tahoe that um, just started giving me a buzzing noise at times in the right rear section of the car. I've been in the mountains this summer, and it started up there. And it usually happens when I decelerate or possibly hit a bump or something like that, or I'm uh, making a turn. Um, or something like that. But once I get up to mileage, it it doesn't do that. And uh, I'm kind of scratching my head on this one. I don't know if it's the uh, the rear AC unit or something to do with the drivetrain. Oh, goodness. I I really don't know. I'd have to look at it and see. Um, I guess to get to an independent shop to look at it, I'd have to know what components are over there exactly. And... Um, like it, it kind of makes me think like power steering, but a power steering would make more like a whining noise. It's like, yeah. No, this is in the right rear section. Right, of the car. so it's not on the front, and yeah, it's almost like a door buzzer. I mean, it's what right. it sounds like at times. Okay, I, I don't know. I'd have to look at that <laughs> and see. Have you googled it to see if anyone else is having that problem with this vehicle? That can. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. No. There there may be, uh, if this is a common problem, then you may be able to Google and literally put in buzzing, exactly what you said, rear of the engine compartment, right rear of the engine compartment, the gear, Tahoe. Well, well excuse me, it's not the engine compartment. It's the right rear of the whole car, like back of the right rear tire. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said in the engine compartment. So the buzzing noise from the right rear of the car i have to wonder if maybe your fuel pump is acting up or something um and and, yeah, and maybe it, it replaced did uh, you I, did you replace it with the delphi unit uh it's an auto zone and i think it was um the delphi it has a um a lifetime warranty Okay. Well, with something I've noticed, if a vehicle has a Delphi fuel pump and you don't replace it with the Delphi fuel pump, they'll go out on you. 
uh-huh. and they won't work right. So something about the way the wiring is set up for Delphi fuel pumps, you have to replace them with Delphi, and they cost more than the power uh, something power precision power. I think is the other fuel brand pumps that that people try to use. And um, Del Moore, he used to have a show here. He replaced his with the power precision power, or whatever. And I told him you're going to have to use the Delphi. And sure enough, three three months down the road, it went out on them. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely re- see if it's that Delphi. That's the only thing I can think of that would be buzzing from the rear wow. of your vehicle. Okay. And if you if you can, maybe get close to your fuel pump, find out where it is in the car. It's on top of the fuel tank, but you might can hear it from the inside of the car. Or you might have to get under your car and see if you can tell where it's coming from. Maybe your fuel pump is just... It's working extra hard for some reason. It's it's got constriction or something like that. Electrical's going on with it. That's the only thing really. It's back there. The other thing is maybe like an emission system door or something. You know, they have the the emissions for your fuel tank. The the vapors that come out of the fuel tank, they send it to the front. They put it in the engine, mm-hmm. and they have little doors. And maybe one of them stuck opening and closing for some reason. It's just buzzing constantly. Something like that. So maybe part of your emission system is acting up. Do you have a check engine light on? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But besides that, that's the only things um, electrical back there are your uh, motors for the doors on your emissions and your fuel tank. So I'm not real sure what else that could be. Okay. That might well, help send you in the in the direction to check that out. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, Mark. Now, if you have a question about your car making a buzzy noise or any other type of noise, or if you have a fuel additive question, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring Again, the number is one 672 7464 Or you can email us at auto at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is AutoCorrect, only on MPB Think Radio. MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Now, if you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the entire show at AutoCorrect at mpbonline.org. That's autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Org. Now, don't miss next week's show. It will be an extra special show. Allison is going to talk with us about preventative maintenance, something I need to learn about. Uh, things to do by mileage and by time. Mileage and by time. We touched a little bit about that today, Allison, uh, about the fuel at, uh, injector cleaners and fuel stabilizers, fuel um, cooling system additives, anything adding life. And they call them additives because why? It Does it add life to your car, maybe? 
Is yeah. That why they call it additives, maybe? Additives, just um, some, some... Like vitamins for your body? Right. That's um, Some of them propose increasing your gas mileage. I've heard those have a negligible uh, change in gas mileage, so it may not, not be worth it. Um, but some of them that, are, that that you might need for situations like, say, you store your car and you don't drive it for months at a time, you can put a gas gasoline stabilizer or fuel stabilizer in. Uh, if you live up north, some of these things are for northern cars. It's like diesel fuel will congeal, and they need it to keep the the fuel from congealing. Some of those additives are necessary in that form. But um, some of the ones that propose... Uh, better gas mileage. I've heard that, that that's a negligible. Like they they don't really change much. And the ones that and increase the octane for knocking. That's you if you use premium gas in your cars in good condition. You don't really have to worry about that. And that's if you just don't generally have to worry about that unless you're having a problem. And at that point, it's probably something else. And a fuel <laughs> injector cleaner is not going to fix it. It's not going to okay. fix it. I like how you said that earlier. We have a full line of phone uh, calls right oh now. Gosh, We're going to get to them in just a second. <laughs> But I hope everyone heard that. If you're already having issues with your fuel injectors or any issues, a fuel injector cleaner will not fix the problem. Mm -mm. It's preventative measures. And always check your handbook. I I learned that today as well. If your car says do not add anything to your car, do not add anything to your car. We're going to start this um, call, the calls back off when Carthage, Mississippi with Gilbert. Good morning, Gilbert. Hi. Hi. You have a question or comment? Yeah, I have a suggestion for the last caller who had a buzzing sound on the rear end of his vehicle. Yes, please. What do you think? Yeah, there are three things that I ran into that would cause a buzzing sound, and one is the muffler hangers. Okay. You know where they strap to? Yeah. Those sometimes, you know, start to fall apart, and they will start buzzing. Really? You know, because of the rattling that goes on. Right, like a vibration. A vibration, right. Okay. And that's why he's noticing on low speed or when he reduces the speed because the speed is less and it causes more vibration. When you're at a higher speed, you won't notice it. And that's what I ran into. That's one. Interesting. The other okay. One, the other one that I ran into was that if he's got uh, rail steps, I'm not sure what, you, what they're called. Yeah. Step rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bolts rusted from underneath on just one bolt. And I kept hearing this buzzing sound and buzzing sound. I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. And uh, somebody has suggested that it was the heat heat panels or what are they called? The, um, yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> Like if you didn't little... say it, she would have said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they blocked the the, the heat. Um, gosh darn it. I know what they yeah, are. They're but they blocked the, the heat on the, system from your exhaust the, system. Yeah. yeah. They're all along the exhaust system. They will buzz. You out. are right about that. They will buzz yeah. and make a lot of noise. And one was on the right side was loose. It had lost a bracket heat or shield. something. Heat shield. Heat shield, that's it. And it was a heat shield on the right side of my vehicle that had lost a bracket. Actually, it didn't lose a bracket. It had become loose. And uh, then, so I fixed that. Then I still heard buzzing. And that was coming from that uh, bolt that uh, went out on the step rail. Okay. Well, thank you. Was that the, the? Was that all that you had noticed that buzzed? 
Yes. Maybe he's still listening and heard that. Those are those are really good suggestions. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you, Gilbert. We're going to move huh. on and try to get the last three calls in quickly. We're going to move to Waynesboro and speak with V. Good morning, V. Good morning. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Listen, I'm interested in the autocross weekend for driving. Yay. Where is the location and time, please? Yay. Okay, so we'll be doing it again on September. Let me let me make sure I've got it in my phone. On September 28th and 27th in Grenada. Let me double check that. Yeah, 28th and 29th. I'm sorry. September 28th and 29th. We're one of the few regions that do it Saturday and Sunday. If you get there at about no later than 930, we'll get you registered and and you can come on and race. And so for everyone out there, it's MS Region SCCA on Facebook is one way to keep up with it. The other is to go to SCCA.org web page and you can look up events. But for Mississippi, that's the next one we have is in Grenada on the 28th and 29th. And if you get there by about 930, we'll get you registered in. If you've never raced before, you can come and we'll help you out. We have a, a novice instructors there to help get you through everything and they'll ride with you. And it's a really good setup. So you're going to be there, V? I hope to. That'll be great. I'll see you there. I'll be there. Sure. Well, thank you so much, V, for calling in about that, and I hope everybody gets to go and enjoy that day. We're going to move on to Daniel. He's on the road. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning. All right. We have one minute left, Daniel, so let's see if we can get this question in. (laughs) I got an an idea about what was going on with that Jeep, because I have a Jeep Commander that had a whining sound that I thought was a caliper, Ended up being the front drive shaft. Um, the the bearings in it were going. Interesting. It, so it, I'm thinking it's related to the brake in that when he push, pushes on the brake, it gives a little space to the drive shaft. Yeah, you know? shifting in. Okay. Well, thank you for that suggestion. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Hopefully he's listening. Let's try to see if we can get Christopher in. Christopher, how you doing? Real quick, you have a transmission question. I do. Now, this is a 2016 Chevrolet Silverado, and it's almost like when it's shifting gears, it's like a teenager trying to learn to drive manual. Uh-oh. Mm. Is that a transmission problem? Yes. Or is that something else going on? Yes, you need to take it to a trusted transmission shop, one with good referrals and not like a chain shop or anything, like a local independent shop, and see if they can help you out with that. That sounds okay. sounds a little serious. All right. Well, thank you for everyone that called in your questions and comments about fuel additives and carbon repair questions. I'm Michelle McAdoo filling in for Liz Gill today with our call screener, Kevin Farrell, I believe. And our engineer today was Jay White. You've been listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Stick around for Southern Riverdies Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. And join us again next Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.